0: Hi there, and welcome to the Tuesday Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Halodic, and I'm so glad you're here. Each episode, I'll be joined by another woman to hear her story and talk about everyday life. These are real women with real stories, and they want you to know that you're not alone in what you're going through. We're going to talk, answer some questions, and of course, we're going to have some fun too. I believe God wants us to be in community with each other. I believe that our lives weren't meant for isolation. I believe we're better together. And if you believe that too, then welcome to the tribe. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tuesday Tribe. I'm glad you're here. How is it already November? It feels like this year has gone so slowly and so fast at the same time. It's really weird, but I'm excited for it. And also Christmas is coming, which is crazy. So uh, maybe you should start shopping, Just pro tip. We have a really special episode today. It is my really good friend, Barb. Barb is amazing. She is spunky and so wise, and she loves Jesus, and she loves people, and I know you're going to hear all of that just in her story that we have coming up. Before we get to that, I just wanted to remind you that Tuesday Tribe isn't just on Tuesday, so we send the email on Tuesday, which if you're not subscribed, you should be. Check out the link in our Instagram bio, and the podcast is on Tuesday, but we also have a great blog where we post devos, um, encouraging content, all of that kind of stuff that you can consume any day of the week. And we're also active on Instagram and Facebook. So just search for Tuesday Tribe Community on either of those platforms. We'll pop up. We'd love to see you there. Make sure you drop us a message when you uh, show up there just so we can say hi and welcome you to the community. Community isn't just on Tuesday, and so neither is Tuesday Tribe. So make sure you hang out with us other days of the week as well. All right, we're going to jump into our conversation with Barb. all right miss barb you are here i'm so glad that you are here welcome to the show today
1: thank you hannah i've been looking forward to it
0: good i'm so glad um we have a full show a great conversation ahead of us and so we are just going to jump right in will you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself um, where you're from what you do your husband kids just all of that
1: okay My name's Barb and I grew up in the middle of Illinois on a farm. My dad was a farmer all of his life and I was one of five children. And so we went to small schools growing up and um, a a pretty isolated uh, life there. Um, That I did go to college for a couple years, just about 60 miles away in Lincoln, Illinois and thoroughly enjoyed that. After two years of college, they sent me a letter and said, they being the college, sent me a letter and said that they loved my grade point average, but I'd have to declare a major. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I went running to my favorite professor and said, I don't know what to do, because I didn't care for their majors at the moment. And, and so she said, what do you, you know, if you could do anything in the whole world, what would you like to do? And so my answer was pretty quick. I always wanted to write because I'd been an avid reader ever since I learned to read. And, and uh, writing just seemed like the next step, a little more exciting, a little more whatever. So bless her heart, she helped me get a resume together and send out a letter to uh, the Christian publishing companies around the country that she knew of. And I got an interview and ended up getting a job with Standard Publishing in Cincinnati, so I moved um, to Cincinnati, which was about almost five hours away, and it was it was a huge adjustment. It was kind of scary because it's a city, and I had I had never lived in a town bigger than three <laughs> hundred, so that was a major adjustment. But um, It was just so obvious that the Lord had opened those doors. I met Brian, my my husband of 42 years now, the first night I was in Cincinnati. Wow. um, It was yuck at first sight. Neither of us were terribly attracted to each other, but it was a a small Bible study of young Christians about our age. And so we just became friends with this group of friends. And two years later, we were married and uh, (laughs) within Three years after that, we had two children. Wow! And um, life has just progressed from there.
0: Let's talk um, a little bit today about your marriage. You said forty-two years. Which congratulations! That's Thank that's you. very impressive. Um, <laughs> let's think back. You know, to when you were first getting married. What were some of the expectations you had? about marriage and you know what it would be like to have a husband and be a wife um like when you were first going into marriage
1: oh hannah i didn't have a clue (laughs) i i I was i'd read one too many romance novels (laughs) i I just thought that it was going to be like you know one big date and everything was going to be wonderful and we would always agree on things and and um there would be romance all the time, not, you know, forget that having to pay bills and (laughs) buy groceries and all the daily stuff. I truly hadn't even thought through all of that. Um, You know, bad breath and all those things that (laughs) happen when you live with someone. Um, I thought it was just going to be wonderful. And, and one big thing is that I had never really heard my parents disagree. Hmm. They had um, an incredibly wonderful marriage, but they just weren't very verbal about disagreeing. And as a kid, I hadn't picked up on the fact that that was not (laughs) normal. And so the first time I disagreed with Brian about something after we got married, I was totally shocked. Hmm. I thought, oh no, this isn't going to work out. It's going to be a terrible marriage. But as you know, that's not true
0: not unless you and
1: Jeffrey have never disagreed but
0: (laughs) um absolutely we have disagreed (laughs) (laughs) yeah you work through those
1: things that's what's healthy
0: yeah that's an interesting point about like the everyday stuff I think at least for me like when you think when I think about marriage and what I you know expected of marriage going in like you're right I really didn't think a lot about the you know, well, who's going to take out the trash on trash day Mm -hmm. or whose job is it to keep an eye on the car's tires and make sure we get new tires on the car when we need, just like the stupid, boring little stuff that's like actually really important. But in your mind, when you're going into marriage, it's like, oh, like first anniversaries and how are we going to surprise each other and plan these dates and, you know, which is Mm -hmm. important, but. So how is marriage different than you expected?
1: Well, basically it comes down to the difference between Brian and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian is very logical and okay. he thinks through things. I tend to be more emotional
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just jump into <laughs> to things and then later think, boy, I wish I'd thought through this. <laughs> so um, I do have a funny story about just the way Brian and I think differently. We have this toilet that sometimes that little chain inside it comes unhooked and Mm -hmm. so it won't flush so one day that had happened and i just lifted the lid off the toilet there was a box of kleenex on the lid i lifted it off and i fixed the little chain and then i picked it up to put it back on and the whole box of toilet of tissues fell into (laughs) the back of the toilet and of course, you know, I threw that box away later that day. Brian saw the whole box—a full box of tissues—in the trash, and he's like, what, What's up with this?" And so I told him what happened, and he said, "And it didn't occur to you to take the tissue box off of the toilet <laughs> lid before you put it back on?" And I'm like, "No, it really—it never occurred to me that that could happen." Boy, things like paying bills. Okay. When we were first married, we, though we were both working full time, we came into our marriage with some debt and we just really struggled to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a compromise that I would sit down and write checks. That's what we did back in those days. We wrote (laughs) checks to pay our bills and I would do that part. But I told Brian, you know, I, I am not the least bit comfortable making a decision. If we don't have the money to pay a particular bill when it's due, I need you to to decide that. And mm-hmm. thankfully that worked out well for us and, and we made it through those hard times. But looking back, boy, what I wouldn't have given for a godly person to just hand me $50 and say, this is to stock your cupboards, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to just have two cans of soup in there, you can have, you know, more food. And, and that was just stuff I worried about back Mm -hmm. then was just making ends meet.
0: Do you feel like Brian had like had the same concern or worried about the same things as you did? Or was that even um, something that you had to navigate was that maybe you were worried about things that he really wasn't or vice versa. I think he was doing the
1: absolute best he could. Yeah. And, and that's all, you know, yeah, he knew that money was an issue. And of course he was more worried about keeping the electric and power, you know, the water <laughs> and stuff. Whereas I was more worried about keeping food on the table. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just hard for a little while Um, Actually, after we'd been married a few years, almost 10 years, he sat me down one night and said, you know what, I've, I've maxed out in this field. Mm -hmm. And if I continue to do what I'm doing, I'm just not going to make more money. And, and um, we wanted our kids to go to Christian schools and we wanted to buy a house eventually. And it was just, there were things that needed to happen. So we put everything on hold for a couple of years and Brian went back to school and mm-hmm. and got other degrees and it made all the difference in the world wow. but that was a tough season for us where i went back to school full time <laughs> i wish no i went to work full time Brian went to school full time and we had to put the girls in daycare
0: mm-hmm. full
1: time but It worked, we got through there and
0: things got easier. In the early days of your marriage, what were some of the initial like conflicts or maybe recurring arguments that you and Brian had? And how did you navigate that? Even if it was like, um, you know, struggles in how you communicated or some of those different expectations, just will you share maybe a couple stories or one main story and then just how you worked through that?
1: Well, I wasn't very good at finances. Never have been much much of a mathematician. <laughs> Me either. So um, we had to to really get a budget going and figure out how to live up to that budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't just keeping track of where the money had gone. We could also direct the money a little better. I I did find out the hard way that. It's really easier to balance that checkbook if you do record every penny <laughs> that you take out of the account and record it accurately. So, um, you know, the last few years that has, has not been a problem because I hardly ever make any arithmetic mistakes anymore. So, that's impressive. It makes it much easier. One other thing that, that we've had to work through. Is just communicating. We think very differently. I had to learn that Brian cannot read my mind
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and and I have to verbally communicate with him. Because the emotions um, can be so easily misunderstood Mm -hmm. and, and he can think he knows what's going on inside me, but that might not be it at all. Just today, today at lunch. I was kind of in a hurry and Brian wasn't getting to lunch quite as quickly as I (laughs) wanted him to and he sat down and took one look at me and said, are you mad about something? And I'm like, no, I'm not mad, but I want to, you know, I'm on a schedule here. So yes, it's just a constant communicating and that goes both ways because I sure can't read his mind either.
0: It's just interesting listening to you talk because I think I and I definitely think this way. Like, you know, by the time Jeff and I have been married a year or two years or however long, we should have some of this figured out. <laughs> and so knowing that, you no, know, there are some things that are just like you know, I he's probably always going to be thinking. You know, I can't read her mind. I wish he would communicate better. And I'm probably always going to be thinking like he can't read. I can't read his mind. Well, I wish he would communicate better. And so. That's just encouraging to hear that you know some of those issues, they're just they're just part of marriage. I think it's part of being married to another person. (laughs) Yes, and it's okay to have to
1: have to spell things out. Um, We're never going to think exactly like, even though we've been through all these things together, we're still coming at life from very different viewpoints.
0: So you mentioned the time, you know, Brian said, you know, I've maxed out. I need to go back to school if we're going to, you know, if I'm going to get more money and we're going to be able to, you know, have this life that we envision. So in, your, in thinking about, you know, big, busy moments of life like that, where it was really hard and you were working full time, you know, raising kids, all of that kind of stuff. How did you continue to make each other a priority and make time for each other in those kind of full seasons? Well, it
1: was it was tough because we didn't have much money for babysitters or whatever. Um, some of us in the neighborhood, uh, like, formed a babysitting co-op where we would watch each other's children for a few hours here and there,
0: yeah. and that really
1: helped. We also would do things like with other couples from church, have them over, for dinner, or we'd play cards or, you know, whatever, watch a movie together or something. There weren't any big romantic trips to Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just a daily communicating. One thing that, that we did find through the years, and I don't remember how, but this has been really important is we found that it's, it's important to say goodbye and Mm -hmm. just to greet each other when we come home one moment i do remember about that i was working from home and um, brian would usually let me know when he was on the way home because he didn't come home at exactly the same time every day and um so i would try to be done with my work before he got home and but sometimes i wasn't and i didn't Mm -hmm. think anything of it you know he'd come in and i'd be like "Eh, i'm working i'm you know i'm not going to be ready for another hour or whatever haven't started supper, you know, you know, those evenings. (laughs) Yep. Um, so anyway, he sat me down and he said, you know what, I, I feel like you could take a couple minutes just to acknowledge that I'm home. Mm -hmm. And, and even if you need to go back to work, then that's fine. But just let me know, you're glad I'm home. And and I was like, well, that's kind of a dumb idea, but (laughs) um, I can do that you know? And so I started doing that and found it really made a world of difference for us. And um, I never had to worry in the mornings that Brian would just leave the house because it was time for him to leave the house. He would always come and say goodbye to me first. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we have to include a hug and a kiss with that too, but it has made a big difference for us.
0: So I don't know if you remember this, right before Jeff and I got married, we had dinner with you and Brian um, as part of mm-hmm. our like premarital counseling to learn from other couples. And you and Brian told us about that, how you always, or usually try to at least, you know, say say goodbye and say hello when someone gets home. And Jeff and I decided that was something that we wanted to do as well. Oh, and just, cool. let, you're right, like the difference that it makes when we take a few seconds even to just say, you know, hey, I'm glad you're home. Hug, kiss. Now I got to go back to what I'm doing. And it doesn't seem super significant until we miss it and we don't Mm -hmm. do it or we get distracted. And then I'm like, oh, Jeff got home and I didn't, you know, he noticed that I didn't get up and say hello to him or I got home and he didn't get up and say hello to me. Like, we notice that and it feels, you're right, it, it, do, it does, like it's a small thing, but it, it makes a big difference.
1: It does. And now that I'm pretty much retired, and Brian is not, he's working from home. When I go buy groceries during the day, and when I come home with a car full groceries, even though all of our married life, when he's been working at the office, I carry the groceries in by myself, and I'm quite capable of doing that. But now he makes a point to stop work, Mm -hmm. if he possibly can, Mm -hmm. and come help me carry in the groceries. And that just takes it one step further. It's like not only welcoming me home, but helping me get in the door.
0: Yeah, I love that. Jeff does that too. If he can, he'll help me carry in the groceries. And like you said, like I'm perfectly capable. I've done it by myself plenty of times. I don't need his help, but it's nice to have it. And it shows that he cares. Yes. I love that. All right, so let's talk about your faith and and just the role, kind of the relationship between your faith and marriage and how they've impacted each other. You know, how does your faith play a part in your marriage? How, what role does marriage play then into your faith? I'd love to, to just hear more about that.
1: Faith is the absolute center of our marriage, okay. um, has been since before we ever got married, um, the the only thing I remember from premarital counseling with our our pastor was that he said that the perfect marriage is like a triangle with God at the top and the two of us at the bottom points and as we grow closer to God we grow closer to each other mm-hmm. and I have found that to be really true mm-hmm. that um, the fact that Brian is the spiritual head of our family and there's just no question on Sunday mornings if we're going to church. We are, (laughs) we're going to church and we're going as a family. And um, that's always been a a positive thing. And and I love sitting next to Brian or standing next to Brian and singing and praying. We almost always hold hands when we're praying and um, just worshiping alongside Brian. I have noticed that there have been seasons where if we're not getting along really well as a married couple, mm-hmm. it's hard to worship together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, you you might fool the, the family next to you into thinking that you're the perfect little family, but God knows mm-hmm. that you argued all the way to church. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's not that you can't ever argue or, or God won't bless your marriage. I'm not saying that, of course. It, but it really is so much easier to worship when you're loving Mm. to your spouse Mm -hmm. and and um even though we get frustrated and don't understand where they're coming from sometimes there's still that commitment to each other i i think marriage is a lot of commitment and um fun gets sprinkled in there but (laughs) but it's not just just fun that's for sure.
0: Wow, that's so good. How do you, how did you build in some of those faith habits into your marriage early on, like praying together, going to church together, just making it a point to pursue God together? How did you make sure that that was a priority in your marriage?
1: Well, the, the weekly, you know, just going to church together thing, uh, we, we agreed on that before we got married. That, Mm -hmm. that was kind of a, we had that, foundation before we went in, and we were going to the same church. So, you know, it wasn't a question of which church we're mm-hmm. going to go to. However, as you know, Hannah, Brian and I have moved a number of times. Um, we have always made finding a church home a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, before we ever moved, if humanly possible, we would go to churches in that area or ask people we knew, in that area what churches were good uh, now um, the last few moves of course it's all online and Brian has been very um, what do you call it he takes the initiative to look online at churches in the area and check out their doctrine primarily mm. I mean you can't know if a church is gonna be a good fit just from their website but you can know if they believe what you believe yeah and and if the worship is um, a good fit for you. So Brian has taken that initiative. And there has always been an agreement, spoken or non spoken, that we would go to church, even that first Sunday. Hmm. I remember one time when the girls were little, and we moved on a Friday night and Saturday, and come Sunday morning, I mean, I didn't even feel like I knew where towels were, so <laughs> I could take showers and, and heaven forbid that I couldn't find the best outfit for the girls to wear. I could maybe find something that, <laughs> um, but Brian said no we're we're gonna go to church he said we we I, you know, I checked this church and they have two services we can certainly go to the last service but we're gonna go and and we did I might have been a little grumpy along <laughs> the way but um, it turned out that that was actually a wonderful church. And mm-hmm. we we worshiped with them for the whole five years we lived there. It's and I fantastic. feel like if we hadn't gone, we could have easily fallen into the habit of just not going. Mm-hmm. And and church, as you know, church attendance isn't everything. We also learned, um, we okay, we have chosen not to have our daily quiet time together. Mm-hmm. We don't. We, We've just always, I'm kind of a morning person that way. And he prefers to do it at night. So we don't study together. Occasionally we'll ask each other, you know, what are you, what are you doing in your quiet time right now? Or um, at the, the beginning of a new year, you know, what, what's your plan? Do you have a plan? <laughs> um, and and it's always interesting to share that information. But there was a point at which I said, okay, I know you're, you're meeting with the Lord and so am I, but, can we pray together or do something together? You know, I, we could memorize verses together. We could you know, have our quiet time together or whatever. We agreed to pray together. And, you know, we do that in the morning after, after breakfast. We just stay right there at the breakfast table and pray. Um, I think it has helped us a lot. And I think part of that is because you have to be really honest before God about, you know, I'm worried about this part of our marriage or I'm worried Mm -hmm. about the, our, our child making this decision, or I'm worried about, um, you know, we have a friend who um, is in her eighties and she just moved across the country and Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, that has been in our prayers lately. Mm -hmm. And just that that's a level of sharing that prayer brings out.
0: yeah yeah, that's so good just if you're going to be honest before god it it kind of requires honesty in front of the other person if you're praying together and and how many doors does that open up then for further conversations that maybe wouldn't have been had had you been praying separate or you know things like that
1: yes and sometimes come up in prayer you know like i'm praying for for so-and-so from the church and he's like what? I didn't know she was in the hospital. Mm. What's, you know what's going on with that? And you know, should we go see them or you know those kind of things. yeah, it it does just open doors for communication and for ministry together. Mm. That's um one thing. if if I could jump in here with a a point, i I told you my personality is to jump. <laughs> and um there have been times through the years when you know like somebody would say to me yeah we really need somebody to head up the nursery and you'd think that my response would be i need to talk to my husband about this and pray through this but no i saw there was a need for somebody to head up the ministry of this the nursery at church and i love babies and i'm good at organization and i said yes and i jumped in with both feet And it was actually a time in our lives when I was working full-time. Brian has always worked full-time. We had two teenage daughters at home and there were just a lot of things going on. And it actually became a a real point of contention between Mm -hmm. us because I wanted to spend five to 10 hours a week on this ministry, making it the very best it could be. And Brian knew I didn't really have five to 10 hours mm. a week. And um, there were a couple years there where it was just not, not good. Uh, and and I was doing the ministry in spite of it not being the best thing for our marriage. And since then, I have learned that it doesn't <clears throat> take long to to go home and talk to Brian about something mm. and say, what do you think about this? I have this opportunity, blah 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 blah. And once he says, "Yeah, I think that could fit in. I I can see where you would love that, and you'd be good at it." Da 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 It 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 makes all the difference because then he is supportive of that opportunity instead of fighting me to to make it happen. Wow.
0: Does that does that yeah, that make that's, sense? That's so good. Yeah, I, that that collaboration i think yes or that's one thing i've really had to learn is um that jeff and i are one entity now and even though we're each still our own person and we have our own interests and you know we're pursuing different dreams at different times it's it'd be like if you know to use a silly metaphor like if my left foot was like i'm going to go run a marathon like it needs the <laughs> other foot to be on board <laughs> if it's going to run much, a marathon. Yeah. And so I've had to learn that too, that, you know, just asking doesn't take that much time, but it makes a lot of difference in the long run.
1: Yes. And it's not like I'm asking to where, you know, heavens, I wouldn't do anything if Brian hadn't already thought of it. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just just—I'm just saying, hey, this is an opportunity and I'm excited about it and I would like to do it. and And there have been some times when he has said, I, I really don't think at this moment is the best time for that. And frankly, the fact that there is an opening and a need does not mean that I have to fill it. Mm-hmm. And Brian can be the objective one saying n- no or sure, or why don't you try it for six months and see what you think? Or Yeah, there's just any number of possibilities, but it's so important for the marriage to be on the same page. Yes. Yes. I love that. I've, I have found it a real blessing through the years to be able to focus on Brian's strengths. Hmm. Um, even when he really frustrates me or whatever, I, I can go back and remind myself, you know, what I loved about him when I first met him Yeah, and and what I love more now you know, now that I know him so much better, mm-hmm. um, just to be able to kind of run okay. down the list of what his strengths are that really balance me out, mm-hmm. that, that I need, that has that really um, been a lifesaver for me.
0: That's so good. Yeah, Jeff and I, we really talk a lot about um, assuming the best about each other, mm-hmm. kind of in that yes. same vein of, okay, you know, if I do something and it you know frustrates him or annoys him or even hurts his feelings you know like obviously bringing that up so that we can talk through it just knowing what we know about each other and knowing you know if he does something that frustrates me I can look at it and say okay I know he loves me I know he's not trying to annoy me I know he's not trying to hurt me because he's not a malicious person And so it kind of helps us remember like he or she is not the enemy. And when we pause to remember like, oh, I I need to assume the best. Maybe he just forgot or maybe I, you know, if he's thinking about me, maybe she just got distracted or didn't understand or, you know, whatever it is. It really helps kind of maintain a good, good image of our spouse in our brains. And just like you're talking about with remembering those strengths, I think it helps keep them in a good light instead of that bitterness or resentment starting to build up
1: well and something else um we've been through a a lot over the years and there have been times when we've had to sit down and say okay this is what's going on right now but this isn't going to be forever Mm. um you know once we get through this period of life it's it's going to be back to the two of us you know we need to work through being on the same page and being each other's cheerleaders. Yes. And, um, you know, we need to be able to come out of the other side of this together. Yep. And, and that's, sometimes that takes a lot of work, but it's really important.
0: All right. My last question for you in this segment is um, just what has God taught you about himself through your marriage through 42 42-
1: years of marriage
0: so many moves raising children what have you learned about god from your marriage
1: i think foremost i have learned that god is the only one who truly understands me Hmm. he knows how he made me he knows when i'm excited or upset or whatever he he gets all that and um my my faith my walk with the lord is not dependent on Brian, um, but it's sure nice to do it together. And um, you know, I can't make him happy. He can't make me happy. You know, I can't force him to church or vice versa. It it's truly an individual faith. But but boy, that faith is just so much better when we are on the same page. Um, the other thing that has the Lord has made really obvious to me is that it is important for me to have Christian friends who are ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I really, really like is to meet them for lunch and just have an hour of, you know, two people, just, just her and me talking and sharing and, and my friends aren't all, you know, 42 years into their marriage and, and some of my friends aren't married. Um, but it's just women sharing with each other. That has been really important to me, probably because Brian is so logical and some of the things I just need to talk about, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to him or right. he doesn't understand from the same point of view.
0: So, yeah, I've had to learn yeah. that with Jeff too. Like, especially moving to Oklahoma and, and for so long, it was just the two of us And so I think I tried to get more from him than he could reasonably provide. You know, of course, he's one of my closest friends. And so there is that friendship element. But it's different talking to like a girlfriend than talking to my husband. And I was trying to talk to him like I would talk to my sister-in-law or good close, you know, female friends. Uh-huh. And he just, he couldn't, he couldn't do it, you know? And then I would be like, why aren't you, you know, I'm trying to get this from you. Why aren't you meeting that need? And it was never a need that he was meant to meet in the first right. place.
1: Yeah. And Brian's response would be like, what's the, what, what is the <laughs> point of this story? And I'm like, well, I just want to tell you the story. It, there's no point. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, Christian lady friends are really important to me. Yeah, I I work to keep those relationships going.
0: That's so good. Awesome, Barb. It's been so great having you. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and answer some fun questions. So we will be right back. All right, we are back with one of my favorite people, Barb. I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm excited to get into these fun questions. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) All right, my first question for you is, what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid?
1: I wanted to be able to sit and read for the rest of my life, but I soon discovered that writing was kind of fun, too, so I wanted to be a writer. And then after after I wasn't a kid anymore, I found out that editing is even better hmm. because then you get to take what somebody else has written and made it make it better, polish it up.
0: That's I what I really that.
1: like to do.
0: I love that. You and I are so similar because I love reading. I love writing. I'm not as big on the editing because it just takes too long. And I'm like, let's go, let's get this done. I, wanna, I want my, my writing to be out in the world for everyone to read.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I didn't say I can edit myself. <laughs> I, I can edit other people, but not myself.
0: I love it. All right. My next question is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? This might sound funny,
1: but I would really love to have the superpower to forget things. Mm. It seems like I remember things that I don't want to remember mm. and then I cannot remember, you know, that I had a lunch date planned <laughs> that I totally forgot. So, so I would like to just remember sweet moments of my life very clearly for years and years and years and forget the hassles.
0: Mm. That's a good answer. I love that. Thank you. It's very unique. I've never heard that before, but I like it. I can see how that would be helpful. (laughs) I think so. All right. My last question for you is what is the first fun thing you would do if you won the lottery?
1: Okay. This might not sound fun to some people, but (laughs) I am dying to finish a remodel on our main floor bathroom. (laughs) I would hire somebody to come in and do it you know having started a project and not finishing it can just drive you crazy so if i had lottery money boy i would call up the local handyman and have (laughs) him come in and do what i want so i love that that remodel has kind of stalled right now (laughs) it's driving me
0: crazy i think that's usually the case with remodels at some point there's always Uh, that delay Yes. And you're like, I guess this is what our bathroom looks like now. <laughs> for a while, till yeah. I win that
1: lottery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Barb, it's been great to have you. My last question for you is um, it's how we end every podcast episode. And it's just the question like we were talking earlier, you know, we, we believe here that our stories are our most power, powerful way to tell other people just how awesome God is and how active in our lives he is. And so my question for you is, what do you want other women to know about God from your story?
1: I want them to know that God is faithful. Mm. He's with us every day through every circumstance. And he is the only one who truly understands where we're coming from and loves us unconditionally. Our spouses can't do that for us, Mm -hmm. Um, but God is there and and just a prayer away. Also, there are seasons in life. um, It may seem right now like, you know, you're working to put your husband through school or the kids are little or the kids are teenagers (laughs) or, you know, whatever. There there are those seasons that seem like they're never going to end. But they really do. And mm-hmm. and God will get you through it. And if you can walk through it, holding your spouse's hand through the whole situation, it's just a beautiful thing. God created marriage and he wants to bless it. And when we come under that, the protection and the love of our husband, I believe that God just pours blessings out on couples that are working through life together like
0: that. That's so beautiful. That's so true. And I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's a great place for us to wrap up. Barb, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I just, I love you and I respect you and admire your life and your marriage so much. And so it's just such an honor that you would spend some time with us and, and teach us. Thank
1: you. It's been an honor to be invited. Thanks, Hannah
0: don't you love Barb? I told you she is so much fun. She loves Jesus so much. And honestly, she really just wants people to love him too, which is amazing. And I just want to be like her when I grew up. She's amazing. Did you know that Tuesday Tribe also has an email address that you can email? It goes directly to me. So if you have any questions, if you uh, have questions about a guest or a previous episode or an upcoming episode, um, or you want to say, something that you would love to see on the show, someone whose story you would like to hear because it'll resonate with yours or that's what you're going through, please, please email me. I would love to hear from you. It really is me, Hannah, on the other end of that email. It's not a bot. It's not um, any other person. It's me. And so you can email me whenever you want. I would seriously love to just say, hey, even. You don't have to need anything or have any questions. You could just drop in and I would love to talk with you more. So if you would like to email me, you can email Tuesday Tribe Community. At gmail.com. Again, that's Tuesday Tribe Community, all one word, no hyphens or anything. Tuesday Tribe Community at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. And as we always do, we're going to end the show with a blessing from me to you as you move on with the rest of your day, your week, whatever that looks like. Um, this is just my encouragement to you. And so until next time, may you find ways to surround yourself with the people and experiences that bring you joy. When you look for the good around you, chances are you'll find it. May you be bold to let go of old habits and take hold of new ones. In this season when change is the most certain part of life, may you be relentless in the pursuit of the person God created you to be. May you pause in the moments when you feel lost, uncertain, or aimless. Be gentle with yourself as you regain your bearings. You are never without your compass. And may you always remember we are better together.